Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analysing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. And today we have a super special bonus episode. We're breaking down Twilight with a super fan. So that's right, I'm here with uh, Twihard for a very special episode. My guest is the inspiration for this podcast. You could say she's the Jessica to my Angela from Trig. It's my best friend, Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Nathan. Thank you for having me. I'm honoured to be invited onto Breaking Down Bad Books. Oh my God, thank you so much. So you're a Twilight fan. I am a huge Twilight fan. I've read the books. I've listened to the audiobooks countless times. Oh, have you really? I have. How does... Because sometimes I've said, like, the poor person doing this audiobook because of Edward's lullaby voice. Like, how do they do that? Look, the version I paid for, they don't even... <laughs> paid for? Yes, I just put that. Paid for. <laughs> I spent money on trash. <laughs> To be read out to me as I drove to various locations. Um, I'm not proud, but I have revisited it on occasion. Look, it was pretty monotone because they just, you can't have a lullaby, sing song voice and also be frustratingly disappointed. And so reading it or listening to it as an adult, is it different from when you read it when you were in high school? Yes. So in high school, I... Went to an all-girls school and was very chunky. So (laughs) So you related to Bella? (laughs) So you could kind of place yourself into the story as Bella. And I was like, wow, I'm going to have a guy who loves me and who's super rich and wears clothing with designer origins like Edward Cullen. But reading it now, it is very frightening that she's in a domestic violence relationship. That's what you'd say? That's what I'd say now, but God, it's good. At the time, you got hooked in. At the time, I was frothing on their relationship, and I was Team Edward the entire way. Really? Yeah, I was obsessed with him. We were going to get, me and some of my friends, apples tattooed on our ankles. You were not. At our year 12 schoolies trip. No, you weren't. We absolutely were. Why why did you pull the plug on that? Uh, We sobered up. And <laughs> decided it was a terrible idea. But we wanted little apples on our ankles. Are you embarrassed of of the Twilight fandom? Because I know, like, when I read the books and all that, I was, like, into it. And then I sort of distanced myself from them because I had a bit of shame. Do you feel that? Uh, no shame whatsoever. It was It's so addictive. And even going back and reading them, which I do as an adult... Oh, it's so good. And then it inspired Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, which I've started reading, by the way. And it's 
plagiarized. It is blatant <laughs> plagiarism. It is so blatant. And also domestic violence as well. But uh, it's it's my guilty pleasure. And so you've you've picked up Midnight Sun. Have you yes. finished reading that, or how was that? So as a twihard, um, <laughs> and for fellow twihards listening, um, Stephanie Meyer wrote this years ago, and she released a chapter. I don't know if she released a chapter, but a, a chapter was leaked um, from Midnight Sun, and she just got so pissed off yeah. that she pulled the whole book and was like, "You betrayed me." So I've always wanted to read it from his point of view, but literally nothing happens. Right, because we said you were the inspiration for this podcast and that's because you were getting your hair cut one day and you had Midnight Sun with you and I came and said hi and then we just I started reading it out loud to you and we would make fun of how poorly written it was. Yeah. And then we thought, hmm, this is funny. And I was like, I'm going to buy a microphone. So um, I want you to read out every book I own yeah. from here forever. Yeah, that's how we got onto it. And people in the hair salon actually came over to listen to us as well. But nothing happened. Nothing happens. So when you read Twilight and Edward goes missing for a few days and Bella is just pining over him, you kind of fill the blanks and think maybe he's doing something amazing. But he's literally just sitting at home or going hunting with his brother. So do you think um, he and Emmett fuck when they're hunting? (laughs) The fucking homoeroticism between those two is palpable. And the way they, like, challenge each other to bring down, like, the biggest beast. That's a homosexual man. That's homosexual. Yeah. It's homosexual. So is it, would you say it's creepier from Edward's perspective, knowing what you know now about relationships and toxic masculinity and things like that? Yeah, it is because um, he completely violates her boundaries or boundaries that she should have because not only is he in a better financial situation than her he's what a hundred years older than her and he breaks into her house which is a crime in new south wales and i'm sure it is in the state of (laughs) most places yeah yeah it is messed up and she's a child and she just rolls with it, doesn't she? She just doesn't really care. She'll put up a fight over some things, like his speeding, and that's it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I used to think um, it was romantic, and then I thought, she's a dumb bitch. But now <laughs> I think, she's a dumb bitch, but what hope shit did she have when her mum was always leaving her abandoned? Okay, let's, t- let's talk about vulnerable. this. vulnerable. So, what do you think of Renee? Renee is like, oh, I don't want to be classist, but she's trash. She's trash. She's like a hot mess mum who's always trying to root some other guy. And Bella is just there being the quote adult. Bella's mm. cooking for herself. Um, and her mum just literally can leaves her home for days on end. She's useless. And she useless. still named her baby after her. Well, half of her baby's name after her. Half what the her, fuck? Yeah. And then her dad wasn't there. And so Bella just wanted a father figure slash family. And she got their father figure from her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, exactly. Yeah. Someone who is all-knowing, omnipotent, and just there all the time. And who's 100 years older than her. I mean, what do you think of Bella as a character outside of the relationship? I mean, there's not really much to Uh, her outside of the relationship, but what do you think of Bella? Like, you can't really think anything of her because... Stephanie tells you what to think of her through Edward. He's just like, you are fantastic. You are. Yeah. And I'm like, show me the receipts, Stephanie. Show me the receipts because I don't friends. see it. <gasps> see that, well, everyone's obsessed with her though. It's not just Edward. It's Tyler. It's Chess Club Eric. It's, it's Mike Newton. 
What the fuck? Angela from Trig. And I was <laughs> fucking Angela from Trig. And I was, I started reading some like interviews with Stephanie Meyer and that. And someone said to her, what's the deal with everyone loving Bella? And she's like, well, that's actually from my own experiences when oh. I went, changed high schools and everyone was really interested in me. And I was like, all right, Stephanie. Like, Stephanie just wrote out a little wank bank story for herself because she did. she's actually a Mormon yes. or some sort of Christian. We'll have to fact check that. And I think th- it's Mormonism. Yeah, you and- think it's so progressive, but then you're like, spoiler alert, she meets a boy, they court, they get married, she has a baby. And you're like, oh, I've been sold a dud. Yes, and I, I also felt like I was sold a dud because I thought I was reading a vampire book. But you're not. You're not she's like, I'm going to, like you've said before, she's like, I'm going to take a bit of interview with a vampire and make them sexy. I'm going to take a bit of true blood. And um, steal Sookie's mind power. But cut out everything else. But cut out everything else and cut out all the bad parts. If they didn't drink blood, you wouldn't know they were vampires. You wouldn't know. And where are their fangs? Their teeth are always so glimmering and sharp looking, but they don't have fangs. They don't have fangs. They're in sunlight, Caitlin. They are in fucking sunlight. I can't, I can't get over I, it. Again, it's the most convenient story when you write it yourself because if there's a little cloud cover, then they don't glitter at all. But if the clouds yes. part, then they're a fucking Mardi Gras disco ball. Right. Like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And, like, oh, they're so hard to kill, he says. Oh, we're really hard to kill. We're so hard to kill. Next minute, James is taken out in, like, a minute. Yeah, it's like, we're so hard to kill. Just rip off our head. She just makes up the rules as she goes along. And that but she's like, destroys rip, me. Rip us apart and tear the pieces. But... There's nothing in the books about them rejoining their feet to their legs if they're ripped off. What were your thoughts on the movie? I think we might have actually seen it together at like Hoyt's Warrawong. And we were, we were buzzing afterwards. I remember when the credits came up, we were like, that was great. I still love the movie. Have you watched it recently? Probably a few years ago with some friends, but not of late. It holds up. It's better than the book. It holds up. The music, it was just... What I don't know if it's because of our age at the time, but it's what we needed. It was <laughs> hipster. Everything is kind of grey and blue. And shaky. Shaky. <laughs> Kristen Stewart is just a punish, though. Isn't she? Like, have you seen the YouTube videos where they clip all of the noises of her being... Ah, 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 oh, ah, but, I mean, look at the character ah, she had to portray. She didn't yeah. have much to work with. Yeah, she really played the character, which is a piece of cardboard. I've watched New Moon, but I don't think I watched Eclipse or The Two Breaking Dawns. Are they better? Well, that's what we're doing now. Um, (laughs) The first one was just, like, really well-made and perfect, and then they changed directors a few times. Mm. So it was a different vibe for each one, and the special effects changed each time, each movie. And so the glimmering gets better? The glimmering changes from, like, a subtle glimmer to a full-on blinding glimmer. Edward's hair changes from brown to copper it just grows in height and in the books he's like pretty much a red nut like yeah he's meant to have like reddish brown hair he i think he has reddish brown hair in like the third movie but it's just not consistent it changes like his eye color depending on how hungry he is yeah yeah (laughs) so what would you have done with the baseball game in the field when the three vampires come and james and laurent are like you brought a snack what would your plan have been after that? I would have gone back to the Cullen house. Right. And stayed at the Cullen house. Why leave the Cullen house? It's a, it's a fortress. 
They even had the mechanical walls or whatever, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, and the thrill of him being the tracker slash hunter is tracking people. So don't give him anything to track. Don't Great have point. a huge flurry and go across the country to where you're from and where you tell your dad you're going. Oh my god, it did that not sit right with me. me when she was like, let's evade James. And she's like, dad, I'm going back to mum. She said, I don't want to waste away here in Forks. What is, she says the things that her mum said to him 18 years earlier. It's like, whatever, fucking Bella, like, shut up. Which, like you said, it's weird that she knows the last words that right? her mum said to her dad. Like, her mum again, oversharing. Her mum is the worst parental figure. Yeah. But Charlie didn't really do much. He's like, well, I'm staying in Forks. You know, the dad should kind of move with the yes. family. But he's like, fill your boots, I'm staying here. Yeah, you're right. And even, like, when Bella walked out, he was like, oh, just, just, all right, see ya. He's like, <laughs> he oh, well, <laughs> I tried. What do you think of the Cullens and the way that they live their life? They're in high school repeatedly. It What's is. that about? Well, I don't know if it's because of the movies, but they are full-grown 25-year-old adults, if not older. Right. Why don't they just live in a big city? Like yes. Seattle. Phoenix, three times bigger than Seattle. Three times bigger, <laughs> as Bella loves to tell us. Um, and just live in a beautiful apartment and work a job or just live your life. Why do you have to? And right. Then, and then you'll never have to graduate from that job. Right? Like, why are they sitting through high school? Why have a job? Why have a job? And why pretend to be siblings when you're, you're fucking? Exactly. It's illegal to fuck your step-siblings. Right. So even though it's not blood, no one cares. Yeah. It's against the law. Here, at least. Right. And, like, with Botox and things, um, <laughs> you can just say, I look young, and stay in a, stay in a high-rise in Seattle, live the dream, don't work, read what you want, do whatever. Exactly. And then you never see a landlord. And if they did, they're like, wow, you still look young 20 years later, just back it's Botox. And food supply, just go to the butchers. Go, go the butchers. Oh, and I hate, on a side note, how she's stolen from the True Blood series. Because on that, it's called Glamour, when you kind of trick someone and you glamour them. Oh, yes. But in this book, it's called Dazzle, yeah. which is just plagiarism. But So did, did True, um, True Blood and the Snooki Stackhouse books come first, did they? Yeah, so they were um, the Dead as a Doorknob series and Dead as a Doornail. <laughs> which you've read? <laughs> Of course I've read. <laughs> um, and it was by Charlene Harris, and it's like the Southern Vampire. I think it's actually called the Southern Vampire series. She has taken things from that because in that, the vampires glamour people by staring into their eyes and kind of mind-controlling them. But in this, in Twilight, they, quote, dazzle them by staring into their eyes. It's just weak. So why don't they just dazzle people? Why are they fucking 200 year old adults mm -hmm. hanging around with school children it's creepy it is like a crime why are they grooming children why do they want to be around children it's like a michael jackson he wanted exactly. to be around children it's bizarre so stay away from the schoolyard but do you like the collins as characters though they're kind of one-dimensional oh they are now well they, some of them have powers well it's like rosalie she's a hot bitch yes emma he's a hot buffoon Dumb. yeah yeah Jasper, he's young and moody. Alice is eternally optimistic. Fucking Alice. Renesme. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. Esme. <laughs> Esme's um, just like a nice mum. I know. How boring and is Carlisle's she? Carlisle's like a, a sage father. 
I sound like I hate this. I don't. I love That's it. That's the thing. Yeah. You love it, but there's a lot of things that you can hate about it. Yeah. What What else do you hate about it? Because <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Um, I hate that everyone wants to get up in Bella's guts. Oh, when she... God, you have a way with words. <laughs> she, like, in the book, she's just a skinny brunette with pale skin. And they're a dime a dozen in right? everywhere. Throw a rock, you'll hit one. And I know it's like, wow, she's not blonde. But it's like, brunettes are very common hair colour, if not right? the most common. I hate that she has no female friends. Yes. You can't trust a woman who's just like, I'm uncomfortable being with guys. And when she went and helped Jessica and Angela dress shop for the for the dance, yeah. she felt like she was doing them a huge favour. She's above it all. And not in like a feminist way, in yes. just like a, I'm too good for everyone She's way. too good for her friends. Yeah, and then, I don't know if you're going to go into New Moon, but when she needs people, she expects everyone to rally. She she doesn't rally for she anyone. She wasn't there for them. She barely remembers their names. She ridicules everyone. She hates everyone. She hates everyone. And that's one of her redeeming qualities, let's be fair. I know. <laughs> What's your favourite book in the series? Probably... Ooh. Um, curveball. Real curveball. It might have to be Twilight or Eclipse. Oh, Eclipse coming up there. Yeah. See, I remember the plot of New Moon. I remember the plot of Breaking da- Dawn. I remember the plot of Breaking <laughs> <Nice> Dawn. <plug. laughs> <laughs> I remember the plot of Breaking Dawn. Eclipse, I'm so hazy on. Is that just the werewolf one? That's just the love triangle one. But what happens in it? Okay, so that's the thing. Nothing happens in these books. Yeah, I'm like... They go to biology. Stop you there. Nothing happens. <laughs> that's it. Jacob wants to be with her and Edward wants to be with her and it's just... Which... I'm kind of concerned I like this book. They're just trying to get her affection. So how's that a book? It's not a book. There is some... <laughs> it's not a book. <laughs> it's not a book. It's a collection of pages. Uh, there is a threat from Seattle because I think Victoria or Laurent is turning... Oh, Laurent is back. Yeah. No, it's Laurent. He is, I think, turning vampire... Turn, making vampires in Seattle and making, like, an army. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so they're coming to get her because everyone's fucking obsessed with Bella. Is that what this short life of Brie Tanner or whatever is? Yes. I've seen that, but I don't know what that is. Brie Tanner is one of the young vampires that they make who they try to, they save her, uh-huh. um, but then she gets killed anyway Oh, by the vampires. It's a very okay. short life. <laughs> oh, I guess that's the title. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she didn't lie to us when she said that, yeah. but... I think the Cullen's like, we can help you. You don't have to beg this. And she's like, I want to live like you. And then she's killed. So do you think Stephanie gets better as a writer as the series goes on? No. No, she doesn't. She doesn't learn from any mistakes. In New Moon, there's this bit where Bella's devastated. Is this the months passing or whatever? Yeah, one page, it's like January. And the next chapter is February. And the next one is March. And you're like, you could have saved the trees. Done this in a different way. Like, <laughs> yeah. show me, don't tell me. And because, like, I was reading that she she had a dream about Edward in the forest telling Bella that mm. he's a vampire or whatever. And so she wrote that chapter and just kept writing. And then was like, oh, maybe I'll write the backstory. So she was like, I'll write one chapter before that. Then she's like, oh, I'll write another chapter. And it just it reads like it was written all out of order. Yeah, it reads like like I've said to you before, like she's getting paid per word. So she just wants to thesaurus all the words in that she can. And some chapters, like you've 
rightly pointed out, they're just um, sitting in class and that's the whole chapter. It's filler. So much filler. And she has to tell us about how she got to class, how she walked from one class to the next class. And it's like, we can fill in those blanks. I love how in the last episode you were like, Edward sat back on the chair and you're like, it would be remiss of me <laughs> to tell you it was a chair because it's a turquoise recliner, faux leather recliner. Faux leather recliner. And I'm like, she could have said chair, but she had to get turquoise uh, right? faux leather recliner in there. But she won't, she'll describe some things in such detail, but other things she won't even mention. And I think the, uh. the whole bit where James actually wanted to get to Bella to get Alice makes no sense. Well, I don't, is that a thing? Well, he was like, I I don't care about you, human. This is all about Alice. I've been obsessed with her for years, although I didn't flinch when I saw her. No. So because James was obsessed with Alice, but then as soon as Alice became a vampire, then he was no longer interested. Yeah. But he wants to piss Edward off because of how Edward reacted in the film. I mean, it still doesn't make any sense. But I think that wasn't in the book the whole thing like, this is because of Alice? No. Because she was stolen from me? He was like... No, I don't think so. I think he was just taunting Bella that like, oh, the only way that you would have survived is if you were turned into a vampire. But then he wanted the video camera thing to piss off Edward even more by revealing how he wanted to torture Alice. It's, it's, it's not It's It's, clear. couldn't you just say, oh my God, Alice. In- right? And also like, you can tell in the movies that they were like, this is just a bit of shit writing. They so they cut the bother. whole bit out. Yeah. yeah. In the movie as well, like, I'm pretty sure they don't ever explicitly say that Jasper has mood-altering powers. No, Listen, they don't. So, does he, in the other movies, does he? And we're just, like, expected to roll with it? I don't think he does, actually. Um, I'm trying to think. Most of his acting is limited to just, like, smizing with his eyes. But why can his powers work on Bella, but Edward's can't? In the last book... It turns out she has a power, and that is a shield. I'm not buying it. I remember that, but I don't buy it. But yeah, she can. It it doesn't shield her from Alice, and it doesn't shield her from Jasper. It's so just, it's an, it's a plot hole. It's a plot hole, and she just makes shit up as she goes along. She really does. Now you actually read well written books as well. Like, have you read Pride and Prejudice? Yes, I have. Now, at the end of Twilight, <laughs> there's those discussion questions. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And it says how Stephanie modeled each of the series after like other classic literary pieces. Mm -hmm. And apparently Twilight's meant to be based off of Pride and Prejudice. Yes, it is. Can you explain that to me? Because I don't see it. So Edward is meant to be Mr. Darcy. I don't see it. Fitzwilliam Darcy. Um, Just because he's cold, aloof, standoffish. Mr. Darcy never broke into anyone's bedroom to watch them sleep. No, Mr. Darcy was not a criminal. (laughs) Um, Or a pedophile, Or a pedophile. He wasn't grooming children. And... Bella is supposed to be, I guess, a weak version of Elizabeth Bennet. Super weak. Yeah, like, but in reality, she just does whatever he wants and is so ripe for the picking. And so that's just, that's it. That's the basis of Pride that's and Prejudice in this book. it. Far out. I mean, she doesn't have a mother who wants to in- intervene in her life. She doesn't have siblings. Um, there's no friend that... Try that she's trying to set right. her sister up with because she has no female friends. I don't see an illusion at all. It's very loose. And in the discussion questions, whatever they were making out like this is a remake of Pride and Prejudice, and I was like, well, no, that was Pride and Prejudice, and it was great. And it was Bridget Jones, <laughs> and, and it was Bridget great. Jones, and it was great. Yeah. Oh, um, have you ever been to Phoenix Airport? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay. You have though, haven't you? I've been to an airport in Phoenix, and I don't remember checking Terminal Four, so mm. I was hoping I'd. Get someone on the pod who, who has been and fact check that. Oh, well, no, no worry. No worry. Um, next question. Would you bet on Alice? Because at the end of that hospital scene, Bella's like, I'm betting on Alice when she's passing <laughs> out. And I don't think they should. What do you think? I think that Alice is no more than a drunk at a fair <laughs> um, reading fortunes. Mm-hmm. Like, remember we went to New Orleans and people were just... Like, for five bucks, you get someone to read your palm. Yeah, she said I would be married to a woman with five kids and the woman would be the boss. <laughs> and I was like, And okay. I'm still upset that's not me. <laughs> We've still got time. <laughs> if, if it would be anyone, it would be you. Thank you. Um, I would not bet on her. If Alice said it was raining, then I'd walk outside and check. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
And do you think Edward has a moral responsibility to hunt serial killers since he can read minds? Ooh, um, if he wasn't such a systematic pedophile, <laughs> he'd probably have more time to do that. But he is completely self-centered and just wants to brood at home mm. and groom a child. So and he's not interested. He's not interested. If they remade Twilight today, who would play Edward and who would play Bella? Hmm. Um, would they still be white? They don't have to be white. We can recast them in today's standards. I always see Edward, though, as Robert Pattinson. Just get him to do it again. Just get him to do it again. He, he's so hot. Really? He is just a snack. Okay. He's a full You meal. didn't find his voice in Twilight the movie to be a bit weird? Because he was doing an American accent? I don't know. I think he was just trying to do the lullaby thing and he struggled to... to Walk that tightrope. I think that he was acting across from a brick wall. So, yeah, you thought Kristen... See, now, I, I think not Kristen, Stewart Kristen Stewart has gotten better. I think, yeah, I think she peaked in Panic Room, if we're being Oh, God, honest. I loved Panic Room. So did I. That was such a banger. That was such a range when they were like, throw right. me the ventilator or whatever. So who, for Bella Swan now, I just had an image. Tell me. Zendaya. Oh, that'd be nice. Wouldn't she be good? Yeah, she She'd would be bring good. She'd bring the spunk, because I think Bella as a character can have spunk. She's meant to be a bit spunky, because Ed was always saying, you're so stubborn, you do what you want, and I'm like, show me the receipts. Yeah, and she can be funny, but not intentionally. But, like, she, she, she's funny in a way where you'd go, huh. Yeah, huh. Uh-huh. But I think Zendaya could breathe some life into that. She could. And I want, like, a mixed-raced um, Edward and Bella. Yeah. You know? Or I want the Cullens to be, um, I don't know, from a different... I want them to be, like, a black family or something right. I, there's some, powerful. There's some sort of racial dynamic going on in this book where it's just very uncomfortable how the vampires become pale. Yeah. And so I think Laurent is described in this book as being pale, but I'm picturing the black man in the movie and I'm thinking... With dreads. In the book... What's a black vampire look like? I don't know. See, Mom I, and Stephanie didn't think about that. And I remember reading something on Reddit somewhere where, like, she's like, oh, it's because of the vampire conversion process, it changes the pigment in your skin. And I was like, I don't think I'm buying any of that. I'm not buying that either. Um, it's not albinoism. It's very uncomfortable. It is. And why is it that the Cullens are so together and they wear clothes that hint at designer origins? And they're all so white. Yeah, we need to update the movies, I think. We do. Another um, hot take I want to get from you. Can you smell blood? No. But Bella can. Bella has a lot of issues around blood. I cannot smell blood. I can't smell blood either. All all power to her. All power to her. It's just warmth that you can smell. You can taste blood, but I can't smell it. I know, right? But she's so sure that she can. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. But she doesn't smell it in a hospital <sighs> when it's pumping into her. She... Speaking of plot holes, what's your favourite plot hole from this book? I just don't know how she manages to evade them at the airport. Oh my God, me too. Because she decided on that plan. Yes. Hours before. Yes, Alice should have seen it coming. And she was like, this is the plan. I'm going to go to the house. Uh-huh. And she gets around that. It's so dumb. So dumb. I mean, it's dumb in the movie where she, 
Alice and Jasper are just checking out and Bella's like, whoop, and just walks outside. Which, I mean, they should have still kept an eye on her, but at least it makes more sense that yeah. she just left a hotel. Definitely. But I don't know why they just wouldn't go to Alaska or somewhere. Oh, I know. Either stay where you are or go somewhere unexpected. Right. Right. And send a Cullen to go mind your skank mum. Who was never in danger. Were you gooped by that? Were you shocked when we first read it and you got to the ballet studio and Renee was fine? I was a little gooped, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it was kind of, she got me. She got, she got me, me there. She got me. James got me. But I knew she wasn't going to die. No. I'm like, Stephanie's not brave enough to kill the main character. She, doesn't ki- she, she only killed James she so far. She killed James in a very quick way. And isn't Breaking Dawn just like all this build up to a battle that never happens? Literally never happens. They get there and they say, let's try some alternative dispute resolution. Which is great. Which is to be admired. It's to be admired, but, but just kill your fucking characters. Just kill your fucking characters. Uh, Jessica and Mike, do they have a future together? Don't know. I don't care. Because <laughs> okay, Stephanie never gave them a modicum of a personality. Not a modicum. Nothing. Like, they're just two puppy dogs who kind of hate love Bella. <laughs> Couldn't tell you anything about them. No. And do you buy the whole Twilight as a metaphor thing, like Twilight being the end of the day and Edward musing about it's the end, no matter how beautiful the day is, it always ends. And that's what Twilight means for him. And I'm like, why is this the name of the book? Um, no, I just thought it was a romantic kind of title. Hmm. Okay. I just think they put so much emphasis on daylight turning into nighttime but for a normal vampire book that would make sense but yeah. for this edward's out in the day all the time if he was to burst into flames it'd then it be would a big be deal yeah. yeah or if this book had something like yeah. in twilight he can be outside it's the first time in the day he gets to see bella yeah but no no i just think it's a convenient title it is, yeah, I guess it's catchy. Could not, it could have been anything. Could have been anything. Could have been Forbidden Fruit. <laughs> oh, that's a good title. Mm. I like that. Yeah, look, if anyone's looking for a good vampire book, Vampire Academy. Oh, you rate it? Oh, it is trashy, but it knows what it's trying to be. Did they turn that into a TV show? They turned it into a movie, but they only made one. And although I signed a t- petition to get another one made, <laughs> I'm still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> now, could you please chuckle darkly for me? Um. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a good dark chuckle. Do you think Angela is a lesbian? Angela from Trig? Yeah, Angela from Trig. I think Angela is actually asexual. Okay, hot take. Mm, but I couldn't tell you because I know nothing about her because Bella does not have female friends. Sure, sure. Could you live off of a diet of tofu? No. Okay. I don't think you'd shit for a year. So you think Edward has a point? About tofu being not substantive enough. Yeah, I do actually. Okay, great. How would you feel having someone admit to watching you sleep? Wait, um, are we in a relationship? You're, you're in the dating phase, just like Edward and Bella. I'd be very uncomfortable. Yeah. Especially if they, um, broke and entered my house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in an aggravated form because someone was there. Right. 25 year offense. Um, I would not like that, actually, and I would call the police. Okay, cool. Would you also have a bed even if you didn't sleep? No, I wouldn't. Really? I would have 
a very comfortable chaise longue. Okay. Just to recline on. But then again, he is a groomer and he likes grooming children, so maybe a bed would be handy. Because he doesn't have a bed. No, he doesn't. I would have a bed if I didn't sleep, because I like to lie down. The thing is, it doesn't make sense that they don't have a bed, but they have a full kitchen. Yes. And they don't eat. But again, something Stephanie didn't think out. That is such a good point. They have so many things they do not require. Yeah. And, like, it's not like they just bought the house like that. Like, they built that house? They built it. That's the thing. If they're going to say we're doing it to put up the right facade... Then you'd have a bed. You'd have a bed. Oh, God, that's a great point. Do they have bathrooms? I'm assuming they would. I think they do, because I think Bella showers there one time. With when she has her little human moment, that she calls it. When she's taking a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know, plot hole. What happens when she gets her period? See, that's something that I never wanted to bring up, because, you know, (laughs) not my body, but... Yeah. Do you you want to elaborate on that? As a person who has periods... Yeah. You can't... This goes back to the smelling blood thing. Sometimes you think you can smell your period. Okay. So maybe she can smell that. But period blood's different to a pinprick on the finger, right? That's true, but what, does Edward have, like, a boner the whole time she's on her period? Or he's very (sighs) particular about her blood. When she has a life-saving transfusion... Right? He's like, I'm not aroused. Yeah. It's very confusing. The poor girl can't win. But apparently her blood smells good to not just Edward, but to other people, but just really good to Edward. Yeah, it's like his favourite brand of heroin. Oh, God, that line. Oh, and if I was a bloody vampire, I'd do some heroin. Yes. I wouldn't be going school after school like a pedophile. I would be doing heroin. I would do ice. I would do coke. You'd live your life. I'd live my life. But then they'll be like, oh, the needle wouldn't pierce the skin because the skin's stone or some bullshit excuse like that. And it's like, okay, Mormon. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Mormon. Have you noticed how no one drinks or has coffee? Oh, my God. I haven't. Because they're Mormons. Coffee's not allowed? No. For a strict Mormon, you can't have coffee. I've watched Big Love. Ah. I feel like maybe Charlie drinks while watching the game, right? I don't think anyone has coffee. She talks about her human moments, but she's never like, I'd love a coffee. Yeah, that's something to look... Or a coffee on the drive to school. I'm going to look into that. That would give her more of a personality. Because you know how coffee drinking is a personality. (laughs) Like, don't talk to me if I had my coffee. Exactly. And Edward's like, I've been in your house all night against your your will. Oh, see, that's interesting. Thank you for that insight. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Do you think Bella has an eating disorder? Yes. Okay. And (laughs) (laughs) yes, and Uh, do I think Bella has an eating disorder? Yes, she really likes controlling. I think she has no control over the rest of her life. Mm -hmm. She likes controlling what she eats. She only seems to eat once a day in very small amounts. Isn't that interesting? And she has Coke to give her a rush. Yeah. Their eating disorder goes off in full swing on the second book. Oh, it does. But. Yeah, I think she likes being told by Edward to eat. Oh, that's weird. Mm. That's weird. She's like, I don't want to. Just a couple more questions. Uh, fuck, Mary kill, Mike, Tyler, or chess club, Eric? Fuck, Mike. Of course. He would do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd get down there straight away and yeah. pay the toll. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mary, chess club, Eric. What? Yeah, he seems smart. Okay. 
You want someone who's going to challenge you intellectually when the looks fade. Okay, all right. And Tyler killed because he almost killed her. He almost killed her with his car. He almost killed her with his car. Would you go to prom with a broken foot or broken leg? Yes, I would. Would I wear that fugly dress she wore with, <laughs> with the bolero in the movie? No. But if you were wearing a prom dress on prom night and your, and boyfriend, <laughs> and your boyfriend was dressed up and picking you up to go somewhere, would you assume you were going to prom? I think I'd assume that beyond reasonable doubt that I'm <laughs> yes, going to prom. Exactly. Well, Bella wouldn't. <laughs> She's not astute. She's not astute. She can tell you that I mentions of Phoenix... Airport, but cannot put two and two together. She's an idiot. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Do you think that Edward in the movie Uh or Jacob in the movie, who's hotter? I, well, okay. First movie, I wouldn't say Jacob. Because of the long hair? Well, and he's young. He's meant to be like 15. Mm -hmm. And then apparently, you know, once prom comes along, he's tall. He grew. Yeah. But, so I think I'd say Edward... I must admit, that cafeteria scene when they all walked in and Ed was just like Ooh. smoldering in the corner, I was like, that's a man. That's, I that's I an attractive man. I think watch this today. Yeah, let's put it on. And, but I think after that, when, when he starts getting werewolf muscles, I prefer Jacob. Oh, no, I'm Edward the whole way. Whole way. The whole way. Did you find him in Goblet of Fire to be the same? Oh, so hot, a Cedric degree, but more like boyish and... Light-hearted and... More Hufflepuff A little rogue. Oh, what Hogwarts house would Bella be in? Oh, Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. What about Edward? I think he'd be in Slytherin's. I, I was thinking Slytherin. He's cunning. He's a piece of work. He is a piece of work. He, and he's not a good time. Oh, God, he's dreary. He's always talking about how he's bad news and he could kill her oh. at any moment. It's like, okay. I know, the foreplay of... She's like, but I want to be with you. And he's like, well, you're an idiot. It's constant. Constant nagging. Like, it was even in the hospital, he's like, you know, I shouldn't be with you. And I'm like, yeah, but we've just gone through all of this. But you know what? He leaves her. And as Maya Angelou says, when someone shows you who they really are, when someone tells you who they really are, believe them. Believe them. I like that you quoted someone and knew who you were quoting. (laughs) Last week or whatever, I quoted someone and I was like, I don't know who that is. Someone said something about something. Um, (laughs) he's, He's not giving her emotional security the whole way through. Oh, he's always on the brink of being like, I'm going to leave you. And he did. And he should have just done that straight away. That's the thing. And he's just like, oh, I can't stay away from you. And it's like, why? You don't talk about anything. Right. You don't fuck. It's not like the sex is amazing. But he just has no hobbies. So he's like, oh, I might as well hang out with his child. Oh, he likes arranging his music by, by decade or whatever it is. Like, what the fuck was that? He's done. I've done 40,000 degrees. And I'm like, why are you in junior level trigonometry then exactly and so when, when did you go to university and why have you regressed exactly but you've you were born in the 90s mm-hmm. it's now 2020 mm-hmm. do you still listen to music from the 90s and only dance 90s style or do you do you update your musical tastes i update my musical tastes i do love the 90s but yeah um i'm a person of the world you're a worldly person yeah it I don't like how he only listens to creepy monk music. Oh, he's very creepy. He's creepy. It's so hot. (laughs) So hot. But the fact that they don't even fool around. They do in the movie, thank God. Hardly. It got a bit steamy. 
I know, but like, no one goes down on anyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they save that for Fifty Shades. This is why Fifty Shades exists. They're a companion piece. They are, oh my god, the parallels. The parallels, I love them both. So you like Fifty Shades as well? Yeah. So I'm a couple of chapters in and I'm like, this is more poorly written than Twilight. Oh, it is so bad. The thing is, what um, Twilight lacks, Fifty Shades of Grey has an abundance, like sexual chemistry. Mm. There's a lot of that, but it does get to the point where Christian looks at Anastasia and she has an orgasm. And is that not a thing that can happen? That's not a thing that happens to people with <laughs> vaginas and clitorises. Um, sorry if your mum's listening to this. She's she's way behind. She would know. <laughs> She'll listen to this in 2022. 2022. Um yeah, it's Anastasia though is um, more intelligent and well-rounded than Bella because oh she has a degree and kind of sticks up for herself and has friends. Yeah. So they should be read together. And Midnight Sun, just to circle back to that, mm -hmm. has it changed your opinions of anything that happened in Twilight or was it just pointless? Oh, it was so pointless. So you can skip it. You can skip it. And it's just... Oh, don't skip it if you're a fan, but don't expect... <laughs> I was so excited for it, and it it is what it is. So, before I let you go, just what would you say to someone who's never read Twilight? How would you say, here's a book, you should read it? Would you tell them to read it, or would you say, save yourselves the drama? I'd say, here's a book, what have you got to lose? We're in a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Just give think... it a crack. Keep your expectations low. Yeah. But this is the In Defense of Twilight episode... What's your one redeeming quality for Twilight? Why you think it's worthy of reading? Oh, it's like escapism. Mm. It's just like, I've never been to Forks and it's not just a town that any of us could be. It's a really rainy little nook in Washington. But it's real, right? It is, it is real, I believe. <laughs> I think, no, I remember that Stephanie said on her website, because true fans used to go on her website and listen along to the soundtrack she released oh, for each book. Oh, that's right. So she would, there was a lot of Radiohead and Muse. Oh. And she said, someone asked, why Forks? And she said, I just Googled the town with the most rainfall in America. Of course like, she did. Oh, okay. Of course. That's what this book's written like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just love it because you just get sucked back into it. It's an easy read. I tell you what, it does make you want to turn the pages. As it much as really nothing's does. happening, I was like, better see what happens. <laughs> and we're both single right now, so it's like, at least someone's getting some, but not really. Like someone's watching someone sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on and defending Twilight. I really enjoyed having your perspective. Thank you. I hardly defended it, but please give it a go. Give it a, if you're listening, give it a go. Give it a go. <laughs> what, what have you got, you got to, to lose? lose? Jeez. <laughs> All right, do you want to say it with me? Yes. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.